listening to Seen the Sequel, a movie podcast about sequels to films that were never made, probably for good reason. This week, it's our Halloween special. And we are talking about the 1968 psychological horror, Rosemary's Baby, directed by Roman Polanski and starring Mia Farrow and John Cassavetes. And, as ever, alongside me, three men, this isn't a dream, this is really happening. I've got Al, I've got Joe, and I've got John. Okay, boys, a horror special, the first one we've done, uh, starting off with a heavyweight horror film, absolutely one of the best in its kind, Rosemary's Baby, 1968. John, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, so this was the first time, so watching it for this was the first time I'd seen it, actually. Um, it's one of those film, films that I thought I'd seen, but it turns out I clearly haven't. Um, I, I thought... I thought <laughs> story. Well, I was, yeah. I, was, I was exactly the same. Like, yeah, I thought yeah. going into it I'd seen it, and then when I watched it, I thought, it's... there is no way you'd forget watching yeah, this exactly. film. Yeah, like, exactly. Those... Wait a minute, had you, like, like, when you saw it, were you thinking, oh... I recognise this, but I can't remember it. No, 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 no. Prior to going into it, it's one of those films because because you've read so much about it, you've referenced so many times, writing about horror films at uni or whatever. Like, um, I thought I, I had, I thought I had seen it, and I know I knew what the story was already. Yeah. Um, well, you, does that mean you knew the ending? I I didn't know the exact ending. We'll talk about the ending though, because actually, I think the ending's the weakest bit of the film. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, no, I thought it was. Um, I thought it was excellent. Um, brilliantly acted. The whole like, the, you know, the whole like realist angle. Like everything's just hyper real. There's no like silliness to it. Uh, everything's like through her eyes, as as so she would perceive it. Um, yeah, really clever. I didn't find it like that scary. So I found it like horrible and cruel and nasty and all of that stuff but it didn't like it didn't scare me like it didn't fill me with fear and i'm actually someone who gets quite easily scared about horror films like hereditary which shares a lot of the same themes i had to see i had to see with the light on for like three days after i watched hereditary yeah, me and joe watched hereditary together and it fucked us up it really did not as much as this oh joe hit us what Traumati- i was traumatized oh yeah it's a horrible film i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend anyone was that the first time you've seen film. this it's yeah yeah wow first time i've seen it um like john i thought that i had seen it and maybe i got confused with the omen or something like that um it, it's it's it, it's terrifying and horrible nasty film uh that i'm almost surprised is as famous as it is because it's so nasty um i really love i liked it by the way i should say uh but i don't i didn't enjoy watching it uh i was sweating the whole time i felt no i felt a bit sick at times uh it sh- it shook me to my core did you see it coming that like the baby was you know the devil himself like a monster no right yeah yeah, yeah. Well, no. and actually that bit oh god that is that is probably one of the, the, the most horrible things in in cinema that will stay with me forever is when sh- the reaction from Mia what's her name Mia. Oh, right. that's the first, that's the most famous shot her holding her mouth when she sees him it's when she holds her mouth and then she's there and and because she goes to the pram and she, there's a bit of a smile as if to say like there's a baby there and she's relieved at first that she sees there's a baby and then she's like oh it's my baby and then and then it turns to <laughs> And then the worst bit, the most horrible bit. What, no. what have you done to his eyes? 
and I just felt sick. I was like, oh my but god! One of the most famous lines in cinema. He has his father's eyes. That, yeah, that moment uh, when she first sees him—that's the shot, right? Because mm. there's a there's a push in, and her her frail kind of hands come up to her face, and it's just it's chilling. So I had seen it before, like. Chilling is the word that I would say. And, like, it, you're right, you mentioned Hereditary, but there's themes about the worst horror films, right, are the ones where there's everyone's against you, the world is against you, and you, you were never, ever going to be able to escape it, right? Rosemary's Baby started it. Wicker Man did it. And now Hereditary has done it more recently, films like that, right, where, like, everything was always against these people in the first place. Like, one of the things that scares me about Wick, uh, Wicker Man is that he's, you know... Jesus Christ, no! That always fucks me up when he first sees the Wicker Man, but he, by the time he landed on that island, it was game over. The thing is, I don't think Wicker Man's a horror film. I think that's what beautiful films ever created. Well, but that's the thing about horror. If I could just say that horror affects us. We're all scared of something unique, and good horror affects us in a way where you think about it, or it changes your perception just a little bit, enough so that you hold it with you. And that's the things you think about it afterwards, and it affects you afterwards. I mean, Rosemary's Baby, to me... In many ways, until... I think Tarantino said this, but I'm just going to quote him because he's a ledge. Until you, she sees the baby, this could not be a horror film. This could just be a psychological drama about a woman breaking down. There's nothing in it that's particularly scary. It's her reaction that is. And even then, I mean, following on from... Have you seen Repulsion that he did before? Yeah, an unbelievable movie. Yeah, absolutely sh- shockingly good. But he plays on that psychological that psychological angle to make you think right oh is it no i love that yeah. what's what's sorry john i was just going to say but what we've actually got is four men in a room saying oh it was this is a terrifying film for women it's empower it's ahead of its time it's empowering to women it's like about you know you don't know what's growing inside you you're not in control of it and the, fundamentally, what I always say about this movie, I've seen it a long time ago, I love it, is that it will be my second favourite film about maternal instincts, right? She just cannot turn her back on that child, even if it's Satan himself. My favourite's probably Aliens, but um, <laughs> completely different movie. But that's what's so powerful about it. So when we say it's not scary... Uh, I think that's easier for us as four men Good to say that. Fair. Three men as well. I definitely found it scary. I was fucking terrified. Okay, yeah, Just to yeah, be clear, yeah. okay. terrified. Okay, so, so I've got a different take on it, actually. I don't think it is empowering to women at all. And I think the film is actually about men dominating women because uh, she is infantilized throughout the whole film. She, she has no control over anything. She's not allowed to get a job. She stays in the house all the time. Everyone around her acts and tells her mm. what her situation is all the time. She is never in control of anything. And actually, I think the reason why it's... I don't agree with you, Curry, when you say it's, it's, it's only a horror film until she sees a baby. I think it's a horror film until she sees the baby because the film can be read before that point as a woman struggling to come to terms with the fact that this baby is inside her and her whole life is about to change and her whole, uh, what's important to her in life is about to change. She's no longer going to be the most important thing in her life anymore. The baby is going to be the most important thing in her life and it's about struggle about going through that. And as soon as she sees that it's the son of Satan in the crib, the ambiguity as to whether the film is really about the son of Satan or whether it's about a mother struggling with pregnancy is kind of lost because they've told you they've told you everything the ambiguity is gone mm. 
But what, I mean, it's interesting because we have like direct sort of opposite takes on it because what this is, is when he, when Casavetes, uh, Casavetes, what an actor, by the way, when he makes the deal, yeah, the one thing she's played as, like, I know there was a big deal about her fashion and the way she was at the time. I don't know if she was still married to Frank Sinatra at the time, but like she was like an iconic sort of vision of like the style of it. She plays it very ditzy to start with. And he and the whole plan would have I mean, I know they got her at the end, but what he didn't bank on was her not fucking lying down. What she, what they didn't bank on in the whole deal with the devil was that she'd be savvy enough to be onto him. And I think that's what's empowering about it is that actually this ditzy woman, because she's a mother, because she's a woman, everything that everything that she wanted, a child, that was powerful enough for her to actually see through their deception. Yeah, but I think but when but then she 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 enforces that by getting a knife out and going out with a knife. It's so, so, moment though, isn't it? yeah, yeah, but, but it's not but, it, but it's not feminine anymore. She just takes up an aggressive male That's orientated role. Take action. Well, look, I mean, the thing, the, the underlying thing about this for me is, well, it's not just the film. The film is set in the time and place, and the effects that the film had could argue contributed to the Manson murders. You know, they were fueled by this. They, they literally quoted and said they were almost begging for this. In the interviews with the Manson family afterwards, said they asked for this. With Is that like why repulsion. they targeted they, it? They quoted repulsion, Rosary Baby. They, they essentially looked at... And that's uh, like why they went for Polanski. Well, it's one of the reasons. And, and that's the thing. It's such a shocking time and place of Summer of Love in 1968. It's the antithesis of all of that. So it's a massively powerful film. Uh, and I think, you know, we need to treat it with the respect it deserves. But uh, it's up for a reboot or a sequel. Uh, and they have come to us. And I want to know who wants to kick things off. Well, first of all, um, didn't someone point out in this group that there's been a TV movie or something like that? Yeah, there was. About 10 years later, there was uh, some bullshit straight to TV. Uh, Son of Rosemary or something like that, I think it was called. Okay, are we ignoring that? Yeah, ignore You've it. been listening to Seen the Secret. Ignore that. That doesn't count. That was a TV, okay. TV piece of shit. So who wants to kick things off? Yeah, well, I've done it. Quick off then. I've done it. I've cracked the, I've cracked the film. The stage Go is on. yours, Joe. Joe? Okay. Film opens. Or, so, right, opening credit sequence the interior of a building being demolished. So you've got the sound of like glass smashing, brick coming down, rubble, all that sort of stuff. And the whole credits play out, play out over the demolition of a building. Do we have... La, 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 over that, or is it different music? It's different music. <laughs> okay, fine. It's different music. Sorry, forget about it then. I'll come on to why it's different music <laughs> later. So it's, di- it's different music, different everything, credits play out, and then you cut to an estate agent where an estate agent is explaining to a young yeah, it's a woman... lovely house, mate. It's got a bathroom. <laughs> it's like a creepy cold estate agent, right? Classic shooting in his fucking cheap suit. <laughs> <laughs> and he's explaining to a young woman uh, and her husband about this new build, um, sort of built for purpose, or bu- a, new, a new build built... Uh, designed especially for new families or expecting families. Um, it's kitted out with like, uh, you know, a nursery, uh, a childcare centre, play park in the middle in like the courtyard. Um, it's even got its own sort of on-call doctor and delivery room. Is this set in Soviet <laughs> Russia? Shite. What? Is this, it sounds is like it, a self-contained is, is Russian community. Yeah, I was going to say, is this in on Manhattan or is this somewhere else? This is New York. 
Yeah, okay, it's New York. And obviously it transpires that the, the building they were demolishing at the, bu- at the beginning and building over is, is the building, is the gothic building from the first film. It's now been built over, but it's kept some of the original features, including like the basement or some original features, like some original <laughs> floors or areas, the library or something like that. Is kept. Yeah, yeah, altar room. Uh, some things are kept in. Um, so they move in, she gets pre- pregnant, uh, so who, who's who, who moves in? Hold on, new couple. Yeah, the new couple. Oh, Sorry, there's this young fresh girl being told. Yeah, to being told about this place, and she thinks it sounds amazing because they want to start a family. Um, they move in. Like strange goings on happen, right? And she can hear chanting and shit like that, or whatever. Uh, she discovers that she uh, is pregnant, and I just thought, what's more terrifying than like you know one or two babies? The end. <laughs> eight. I want eight. I think she's expecting eight babies. What? O- octuplets. Octuplets. She's having octuplets. Is she an octopus? No, but octopus no. Octopus. No, no, this, this, this scientifically possible, this, this, John. This, no, this has happened. This has happened. Multiple people have had eight babies before. Multiple people. How many yeah, people? Yeah, it up. Oh, right. Okay. It's the most amount of... of I'm sure anyone. it's possible. All right, fine. You're going to have eight babies. So you're going to have eight babies. I'm with you, I'm well, with you man. Come on, Let's that's go. a terrifying concept. Imagine being told you're having eight... There's eight heartbeats inside you. There's well, you eight need, people coming in. You need a bigger in. car. You need a very big car. There's the line. <laughs> We're going to need, need a bigger car. car. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So it's okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah, so Janet is in on it. You know, Pete Warden's in on it, community's other, in on it. Yeah, yeah, and and starts to become clear that maybe some of the other families in the uh, in the block are in on it. They okay. volunteered to go to, to, to live there and to raise their children there or to birth their children there. Um, it's run, the, the building is run by a man, uh, Andy, grown-up Andy, uh, has demolished this old building, built a place designed for lots of children and babies to come into it, uh, and he he plans to sacrifice all of these babies or little devils in order to open the gates of hell. So are you saying that uh, the guy who is the, like the super for the building is uh, Rosemary's baby? Uh, like yeah, like yeah, the, the the manager or like you know the yeah whatever you call that. I guess that it's a big question: is can he pass for human or is he like literally a demon just there with like a little flat cap on? Like you're right, oh the lift's yeah. broken again. Well, know, he's don't, mind my, don't mind my claws. He's <laughs> <laughs> wearing don't gloves. Mind just wear some posh leather gloves. <laughs> I I had to complete like well I just want to say my idea just before because we're probably not going to go of it, but I think we just say it just as a juxtaposition. So my idea was wildly different. So it picks up like 10 years after the original and he's a teenager. Rosemary's still raising him uh, and she's trying to do her best. Like she knows that he's the son of the <laughs> devil and she's just, she's trying to get through it. And like, and you're going through all the normal like teenage, like, pa- like rites of passage, like things like he's going to school. Wanking. Yeah. He's, he's having his first wank. He's, he's, he's going to school. Uh, he's going to pass his driving test and all this stuff. But, but he's, and he's, and she's trying to get him to do it good. Like she's in the car with him trying to teach him how to drive but like as soon as they park as soon as they come out the parking lot he just like runs over like two old women as a joke and like, and like he goes to school and he plays like horrible pranks on the teachers it's a bit like um, the Ernest movies except this uh, one's the Antichrist oh, oh my Antichrist god Antichrist don't for mentioning the Ernest movies Antichrist um, goes to school 
school. Well, exactly, exactly. exactly. Christ goes to Hollywood. Exactly, and like, and like he does something horrible, and like the teacher ends up in a coma for like five years. That's good uh, and does does horrible stuff, and then, but then eventually he meets someone, uh, a girl who's just like him, and like loves evil stuff. But he, but they don't realise that she is also the daughter of the devil and there's been another like forced impregnation and they've had a daughter a uh, son of satan daughter surely satan well, no, no, it's not it's not rosemary again it's like satan is also at another time parallel to the first movie has also had a daughter um and then and then, and then my idea gets uh, pretty serious because those uh, the son of satan and the daughter of satan uh, fall in love make love have a baby and then that devil was just like totally fucking fucked up and then he's a super devil and then this film ends on that devil being born and as it comes out the womb it gives it a wink to camera freeze frame and then it's set up for the sequel I like the end the fact that you said what do you think guys no you know what I actually oh the sequel the sequel will be called uh, the third sequel will be called Rosemary the Reluctant Grandmother What's your? Um... I don't even know where to start. I, think, I don't even know. So, what which one do we want? Well, <laughs> do we want the octoblets or do we want heading towards the reluctant grandmother? I know grandmother? it sounds absolutely crazy, but my idea was close to John's. <laughs> uh, I, well, I thought like it would be about her um, trying to protect her child as he grows up um, from. We nurture fo- him. You know. Nurture him and make him good. However, I don't think that he's a demon, right? Well, he's controlled by the group, isn't he? Ultimately, he's the they're, they're looking after yeah, him. Yeah, but now. he look he vi- like aesthetically, you can tell it's the devil. Oh, I think he learns to control that. Yeah, yeah, like prosthetics. Also, some special shit that he's like, I look human. That's a good point, actually. Is he controlled by the group? Because that's another thing that struck me about the she, ending. Yeah. When she goes to rock the crib at the end, very famous. Like, it's not through her, really, for her own power that does that. It's the guy, Roman, who yeah. tells her, go and do it. So yeah. even then, she's being controlled by yeah. the group. Yeah, yeah no, no, but um, he knows as soon as she rocks that crib, game over. He's got her. Oh, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, 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 but that's what I mean. So he's no, in no, charge no, of no, the time. Even though he's in charge of her at that point, she is... From where, as soon as she rocks the crib, and she was already aware of it because she's rock, rock, the other woman's rock that fucking annoying woman is, rocking, is rocking the crib. Oh no, too, the, the other glasses, one with the glasses. Yeah. You get you get away from it. It's like, great fuck acting, off, though. Great you acting, fucking bitch. Yeah, as soon as she's rocking the crib, it's game over. She's now become something else. She is she is the mother. Mm. Um, so I think, and I think all he was doing was feeding that, knowing as soon as he got there. It's oh, a, I agree. It, it's I agree. A, yeah. Okay, uh, if I have to make a choice, I don't think I do, but I will. I think um, we have to go with some sort of. He's older now, maybe in politics. The group has taken maybe over. In possibly, maybe Where's in politics. Where's that come from? <laughs> My, mine was having driving lessons. <laughs> Joe was running a building. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's he's an estate agent. No, he's a landlord. He's a landlord. He was an estate agent, and, and mine is head. He wants to be president because Satan wants to get into power and control the world. That's a great idea. So I think I'm going to be as you've got that idea. I think we go with a combination. Sorry, John. And my, my idea was close to yours. I think we go with a combination of Joe's and Cody. Yeah, but we can still have a montage of him growing up though. and playing, like, jokes. Yours can kick in if he has eight kids, and then you can have that. Yours could be the third. Oh, yeah, the kids could be the ones exactly. that go to school and play yeah. with the practical exactly. jokes. I like the idea, Joe, that it's a purpose-built, um, yeah. uh, like, gateway to hell, right? Yeah. So I like that. But also, I very much like your idea, Curry, that he's... 
going for Well, power. I think it's the group. Ultimately, the group have built this new building that's run and managed by the group. So the janitor's in the group, the, the gardener's in on the group, you know, the maid is in on the group. That's controlling the building. And is Rosemary part of it now? Or is she I fine? think it's separate. She... I think it's separate. So, so, I, think, so I, I think I had an idea of, of um, bringing... Rosemary back into it, but she's basically been like a vegetable yeah. since a, a, an event happened yeah. earlier in her in life. In a hospital or something. Yeah, and yeah. I like the idea of the young woman in this film once she's once she's pregnant and once she catches on to the fact there's some weird shit going on, she finds some sort of clue that leads her to Rosemary in like a mental nice. home. Nice. And uh, and she goes and visits her. The classic return to the mental I home think scene. That, I think yeah, there should yeah. be a few cases of uh, maybe some people being killed. Like... I don't know, like Rosemary might have taken out a couple of people through the years to protect to protect him and to try and change it. But like she, now that's one of the reasons she's kind of locked up. Do you know what I mean? Like she took out... It's for her own good, bottom line, this. that's where she's in. Yeah, when... but she actually like protected him to the point that she kind of killed a few people that were like, I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's like the most extreme version of motherly love. Like even though it's the spawn you know, of Satan. Knife, she's a different person. Nothing can come between her and a child at that point. And... It, just what honourable mention moment when the crib's rocking and she stops it with the knife because the knife unbelievable what a moment that is what a moment unbelievable that horrifying little baby that little baby doll and that looks fucking horrifying yeah absolutely terrifying okay well we've got the (laughs) best sorry mate you're right yeah terrifying it's a powerful film and looks like we've got a powerful sequel okay so I like this so far couple move into a building that's run by the group uh, you know they're in control they get pregnant eight kids didn't see that coming uh, nurturing them along you know he's in power grown up a little bit trying to take over the world Rosemary's in the hospital why, why, is, it eight, why is it eight kids specifically uh, maximum eight, well I don't know apparently well eight, I, I was eight, thinking eight, maybe eight, it could eight, be five eights. because five is like five points on the pentagram Six. eight's a very popular oh, yeah, number nice. in China isn't it and we want this to be big in China. <laughs> <laughs> just for global markets <laughs> There you go. Right, well, that solves. Yeah, no, you're right. I was five on the stand down, stand down, marketing man. Five no, on the pentagrams. I looked, up, I looked yeah. it up, and eight's the most that has ever been. So it just and that is a fucking horrifying number right, of babies right, right, right. to have at one time. I think a nice it? little touch on on the on the um, pre on the pre built community. Um, so the upside down cross above the crib is like a big symbol in the in the first movie. There could be like when when the gated community, well, what was it, gated? Presumably gated. I'm yeah, calling yeah. it a gated like, community. Like gated, weirdly modern in some places. Like yeah. it's got you know like I, can, I, I don't know, it's got thumbprints or something to get you yeah. through key cards and like super modern yeah, yeah. for security. Seventies right? so modern, so and, it's super classic. And, and it's sold in as like like you know the safest place possible no one can get in yeah, yeah, it can yeah. Be called like, it's present day but the style yeah, totally. will, rep- will represent yeah, the original yeah, exactly. film yeah. well it can be called like the haven or something like that some sort of um, yeah, but I'm thinking well, quick of you John, I'm, I'm, the haven. I'm thinking like uh, you could have shots that play into the upside down cross so you could have like shots like helicopter shots something going over the top to like look at it from a bird's eye view but the the path waves I say the are, like, are like in, in an upside That's down really cross nice. yeah yeah for sure it's architecturally designed to have yeah. moments in it wherever you look there's built into yeah, the fabric yeah, yeah. of the building so that windows align yeah, or channels yeah, yeah. align exactly. that's stunningly and good and we can know the building as well you know there's a few shots in the hallway of the original film where like when she comes from the lift you, we know where her door is in the corridor and that's just from cinematography yeah. and editing it's like 
we we get it like when she's when when they're chasing her down that uh, towards the end and she pushed the door we know how far she is away from her own apartment we can we can know the building like we do yeah. in that first film totally okay good so we've got the the plots coming together we need a cast here we need a couple we need uh, janitors we've got a whole host to cast for Joe, so just b- before we carry on your this idea yeah we've got Mia Farrow still in it right like in, in a in a smaller role correct so okay. so when is it set today I think it should be set I haven't today. really got that far but like yeah I, I, I yeah I played around with it being some sort of 90s thing but I it, it doesn't need to be it could, it could be, be like now. it follows it could just be a time timeless yeah present day yeah, yeah. If, if it's I, present I day I disagree with that because I think the first film is very much of a time 100%. and very much yeah. of New York so I say present day let's do it commit to it yeah what, what would be cute as well cute but it would be like so what is it it's 52 years after the original so presumably we can say that the that the son of Satan is 52 years old but he could look like way younger he could be like 30 oh yeah, yeah. oh that's like, a really good touch yeah, yeah. and that that gets us into uh, gets us out right, of that is a great really idea. great idea and he gets us out of jail with the fact that he looks like a demon so it, make, it sells the point that he's controlling his um image okay. I'm, gl- I'm glad you said that because I looked up 52 year old actors and pretty much all I got was uh, <laughs> Hugh Jackman Sean, <laughs> Sean Connery was like <laughs> Hugh Jackman or Jim Caviezel from me (laughs) which doesn't feel right well let's start talking cast Jim Caviezel deserves a lot more work well we've hit the nail (laughs) on the head who is playing Rosemary's baby grown up Jim Caviezel (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna de-age yeah uh, okay so who who's who can do a bit evil Uh, Robert Pattinson well I'll tell you what he's Colossal at the minute, right? He's so at the moment, isn't he? Tenet, Batman. Let, I think he'd be so good. I, I think like Good Time, like he was, he was excellent. I love in... Good Time. I love okay, it. great. We need. I, young... I think uh, Rosemary's Baby sequel. Exactly the kind of thing he'd do. Get on the phone to his agent, Robert. Got a, got a new movie for you, mate. Robert Rosemary's Baby, Robert's baby. the sequel. It's about eight babies. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be a politician Sign and the manager of a building. What do you reckon? That politician thing is still surviving, but we haven't got into it at all. I like it. Okay. okay. Rob, Pats. Rob Pats, I think our Pats is a great idea. Um, well, we need a new group. We need some off-key members, some dark, sinister characters. Nicholson. Nicholson. <laughs> it's the equivalent of the old man. Which is the Eastwick. Yeah, which of Eastwick? He'd be good. He'd be like. Well, I was thinking Bill Murray would be pretty good oh, as um, as good. as one of the uh, you what? know Ro- Roman equivalent characters. You know, like one of the uh, husband side of one of these sort of more eccentric characters in this in this building. I think Michelle Fife would be welcome. I'm just going through the. Well, that's I did not expect that. I don't, no, think, we, what, I, I, I don't think we want to fill it full of um, you know fucking. A-listers and, Oh well and, and I was also thinking Sean Connery Maybe <laughs> No shit Maybe Christian Bale Like just get them all Maybe I, I think I think Quite a new And exciting young How about cast. this How about this Charles Dance Too evil Who's the bad guy? Well, probably Charles Dance, isn't it? It's Charles fucking Yeah, but Dance. maybe Charles Dance could be in it, but he'd be killed off early, so we're like, oh my God. What about Hugh Grant living next door? Like, you know, like... Oh, yeah. Hugh oh, Grant. Oh, oh, I just wondered, oh, uh, devil. He's, he's, he's doing pretty well in his latter years. Actually, I do like the idea of Charles Dance being in it, but then not being evil, being actually really, yeah, really yeah. nice. That's yeah, yeah, because then it's like, oh my God, if it's not Charles Dance, it could be anyone. He could be the protective grandfather the, yeah, of the couple like that. that just moved in to protect him. I, yeah, like, it. Like, I like it. Okay, great. Couple? Yeah, uh, yes. 
Yes, Florence Pugh, please, for the for the young one. Oh, woman. yeah, that's good, yeah. We love her. Okay. Um, uh, husband of couple? Timothy Chamelay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't get that far. I didn't get that far. I think, so, like, not important. That creepy guy from... No, um, it is important. Very important. Right? Okay, Does that, that have to be creepy? That good, uh, that good, creepy guy from Breaking Bad, the young guy with the blonde hair. Oh, the guy who plays Todd, um... Jesse Plemons. Cre- yeah, creepy. Like, that's him. Oh, creepy. Yeah, like, absolutely he's, brilliant in Game Night. Game Night is surprisingly he's in good. Black Mirror and uh, one of Season Fargo as well. Oh, I think he would. Yeah, he'd be great. He is great. Okay, so it's coming together. Uh, title. What's it going to be called? Okay, so this is this is where I, I want to come back to my point about n- not it not being the same music. I think Rosemary's Baby Two is always bound to be shit and always be seen to be shit. So. I like the idea of this being a secret sequel until you see it. So it's not called Rosemary's Baby. There is no reference to it. It's nice. sold as something else. Maybe there's like an anagram in the title or something that gives you a clue to something, something else, but never sold or appears or looks to be Rosemary's Baby 2 at all. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I like that. and, and therefore, what's it called? The Plaza? The Haven. The Haven. The Haven? It's called The Haven. The Haven. The Haven Tower. So, Haven it's a, bit, it's a bit like the Coven. Haven Tower, working title, something like that, while we figure out the anagrams and everything like that. Uh, it, uh, an Fair anagram enough. would be a really nice touch. Exactly that. It's got to be quite complicated. Well, the anagrams, uh, she does it with the Scrabble in the first film as well, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Some sort of anagram title That's really that, nice that never says that it's Rosemary's Baby at all until you're in it. Nice. Okay. Oh, but, I love that. It's a reveal. It's a reveal. Me, me and Pharaoh's like me a reveal. Farrow, we yeah, get yeah. it. Oh, that's so good. Great yeah. stuff. Director? Oh, I reckon there's only one person. It's Ari Aster. Ari Aster's doing it, man. All the way. Ari Aster. Hereditary, Midsummer. Polanski certainly ain't fucking doing it. There's the Florence like Pugh connection. I think it's, I think it's all... It, it has to be him. Ari Aster is the modern day uh, Or the person. other guy. Robert Fantastic. Eggers or whatever his name no, is. But yeah, I don't but no. If it's, Ari Aster, mate, you know we're on it, mate. So, it's all come together. Who's going to do the mighty pitch? Joseph. Joseph, Joseph. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll go for it. Hang on. Sound effects? No? It's down to Joe, mate. So, yeah. Okay. That was right. Much. Door. Film opens. Oh, fucking are these sound effects? Wrecking ball taking down an old uh, sort of gothic building. You never see it from the outside. You only see it internally and you just see bricks crashing down, stained glass windows and old window bits breaking down. That is the entire credit. The whole credits play out over... Only that, no music. It's just the sound of crashing and everything. And that's like, what, four or five minutes. It's almost like a, do you call that an overture? Yes. An extended title sequence. An extended title sequence where you play out the whole credits and then when when the credits, so it says written and directed by Ari Aster or whatever it says uh, is the final thing, cut to estate agents where Florence Pugh and Jesse... Clemens. Clemens. Thank you. Great surname are sat there being sold the dream of this new build, purpose-built family haven called The Haven. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have to Uh, say family haven, The Haven. We do need to improve that, but carry on. Yeah, sure. Being sold the dream of this place that is uh, designed for young, new families or expecting families. Uh, She looks quite excited by that and sort of holds her husband's hand or a partner's hand at that time and sort of says, you know, yes, we are. We're hoping to have start. We're hoping to start a family here. They move in. 
it's amazing. At first, it's absolutely amazing. It's modern. It's weird. There's like, you know, like key cards to get around everywhere. This place is a fortress. There are families everywhere. There are children everywhere. There are, there are pregnant people everywhere. There's probably like, you know, 20 <laughs> pregnant women in this building alone. <laughs> She starts to notice chanting coming through the walls and, like, weird goings-on. People go missing. Charles Dance dies. Her lovely neighbour, uh, the old perfect. man, who's always been really kind to her, and starts he starts noticing things funny goings-on. He gets... Uh, he gets brutally falls falls off a balcony in the safest building in New York, and he falls and dies, and, and, and it's awful. Um, she uh, d- discovers that she is pregnant, goes to see the doctor. Uh, fantastic news... You're having eight children. You're having octuplets. It's only it's only happened a few times before, but you're having them. She's a little bit scared by that, uh, but but goes with it. Um, dark stuff uh, appears in her dreams that lead her to an old part of the building where she starts to see sort of gothic readings and findings that lead her to a mental institute where Mia Farrow is revealed as having been there for the last 25 years, locked up for murdering several people, all apparently trying to protect her baby, who then went into, like, witness protection or, like, you know, some sort of, like, you know, care system. Um, Turns out the landlord of the building slash the local, uh, like, mayor or, like, someone someone running for... (laughs) Some powerful man, played by Robert Pattinson, um, turns out he is running this place in order to cultivate all of these little devils of his, these little babies, to sacrifice them to open the gates of hell because he is Andy, the Antichrist. He is Rosemary's baby. Oh, well done. You've been listening to uh, Rosemary's Baby 2, the sequel, Haven. Sounds nice, doesn't it? Uh, But what would you have done differently? Would you have even taken it on in the first place? Let us know your thoughts on Twitter, guys. Hit us up. We're on Seeing the Sequel. Uh, Equally on Instagram, come and say hello. And maybe even suggest any films that you want us to do. We'd be more than happy to take them on. Either way, we'll see you next time, guys. Cheers, mate.